right into yeah who needs an intro all right well do it we're doing our intro welcome to run your mouth episode i think i counted it the other day but then i forgot to count i think we might be up to episode 10 of what we released i'm getting attacked by moths out here this might have been a terrible mistake to go outdoors no this is a beautiful idea yeah it's a good porch we're having a porch hang minus the beers but i'm drinking some open scotch which isn't bad I went right for your good stuff. <laughs> oh, that's fine. <laughs> Made myself at home. My, so what's up with you? It my, has been a my, little while. My good stuff is your st- is your stuff. Oh, thank you. Because once I get started, we're going. Oh, oh boy. It's a bottomless pit. What else do you have in I stash? I don't know. It didn't seem like you had much like in reserves, unless yeah, you have stuff in cupboards. There's some other stuff, but... Uh, All right. I'm not going <laughs> to hold back on this Oban. <laughs> exactly. Oban's real smoky. I'm not such a smoke. I'm actually... I'm, I'm like digging this right now, but I think it's the porch that's making the scotch good. Oh, that just makes life easier. Yeah. So what's up with you? How how's your month been or whatever how's since my month? last year? Yeah, I guess a couple of weeks, three weeks have come by. Um, been going to a lot of playgrounds. Yesterday I was at three <laughs> playgrounds All right. alone. Alone? Oh, not alone. <laughs> you're scouting alone. out. You're scouting out other people's <laughs> parenting skills. Seeing, I'm just I'm just sitting it. there with like. <laughs> A notebook, <laughs> a notebook and seeing and, how they push their and some children. sunglasses and just <laughs> taking notes and creeping the fuck out of everyone. No, uh, yesterday alone, I was at three different playgrounds in one day. Three in one day? Yeah. But that makes you like dad of the year. Your kids must love that. Um, yeah, they love the shit out of it. Cause you, was that because you were getting sick of each playground? You're like, let's go to another one? You thought that'd be that fun was, to playground hop? It was just kind of the way the day played out. It was one playground right off the bat in the morning. Then one kind of late morning, and then one oh, kind of like at the between. end of the day. Oh yeah, it wasn't like all right. It wasn't like a crawl. But that sounds like a fun day. Yeah, and the weather was perfect, and we did different stuff at each one. We had breakfast at the first one. Um, the middle one was like that was some that was high level playground. Okay. So um, that was like we spent the most time there, and they had a lot of different. Activities. What is high level playground? Lay it on. Man. Oh my god, um, they had they, because they first of all it's in like a nature center. Oh, is that the nature center in Stanford? No, it was. Oh, because uh, that has a dope playground. Yeah. So, but along those lines of that nature centers, this one's in between White Plains and Scarsdale. I don't even know what what city it is, but um, they had they had like four different playgrounds for different age levels. Plus, like, just a bunch of open ground uh, grass and place for them to run around and look at trees and shit. Nice. What, what area was this? It's called the Greensburg Nature Center. Okay. We Is that a, a wealthy area? We might area? get an ad spot for... From Greensboro? We'll <laughs> call them up. I'll tell them, I got 30 people who listen to the show, none of them in the tri-state area. But, but if you <laughs> want to promote your free park that has no profit incentives whatsoever, I'm the go-to podcast. Yeah. I'll be like, I got a fat dad who's checking out your park alone. That's scouting <laughs> by himself. Um, Is that something you want to be a part of? Yes or no, I need an answer. Uh, so I, I actually, I've had a bit of a rough month, but I, I'm, I'm oh, turning around. you don't around. want to hear, hear about the third playground? Oh, yeah. Uh, that was only two of them? <laughs> yeah. Oh, sorry. I spaced um, out. And then the last one was late in the day. We, I just took uh, the two kids. The wife stayed at home. And... My oldest daughter rode her trike around this big loop that was kind of like closed off, um, and then went to the playground after and had some dinner. Nice. What so was, it was dinner? Like peanut butter sandwiches and cream cheese sandwiches and That's some not dinner. Clementines. For me, it wasn't. That wasn't my dinner. 
Right, but I feel like when dinner. you're when you're being dad with the kids, I feel like you would do dinner bigger. I feel like no, that's something that you would give to your children. Well, I, it's not like I big. Could, it's not like <laughs> it's not like I could bust out like a pizza or you like barbecued with them some, some hot dogs. Yeah, tailgate park, style, tailgate park style. First of all, the parks that I go to don't allow no barbecuing allowed. That's how you keep I think up the all Mexicans. Those probably you did. allow barbecuing at a park. <laughs> oh, we're sitting out on a porch <laughs> in White Plains. I'm not allowed to say that. Pretty much. I was saying it in jest. <laughs> but, um, <laughs> no, I think all three that I was at do not allow tailgating. They kind of, they're, you know. Did I just turn your porch level. more dangerous than we were on the Steinmetz porch? That <laughs> two times is more dangerous with that comment. But, um. <laughs> no to self. Podcast indoors. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, with. <laughs> That's with funny. My first joke was going to be a racist joke. Oh, well, we might need to move Edited. it inside. <laughs> but, um. Yeah. We, uh, picnic lunch something that we it's not like I could just bust out like a but this was three dinner. course meal this was dinner so throw some beef in those sandwiches deli they don't, at they least don't eat beef like kids don't eat beef well the younger one eats, but she eats, eats cat everything food, so yeah, what's, she, what's her yeah, palate exactly and she eats and she <laughs> eats lotion came, you could have came we with should have like <laughs> a running theme of what, what she ate this week you like, could have came with the cat bowl and she'd been like holy shit this is oh, the best the dinner of my stuff. life <laughs> And then, and yeah. especially, he put like the white cat food in, like the cat, you know, <laughs> the, the fancy feast. Yeah, the fr- fribbles and bits Friskers, or whatever. Friskers, whatever it yeah. is. I heard cats go nuts for the wet cat food oh, versus we the even, dry cat we food. We haven't even. That's proof of the fact that I've slept with old ladies and I know that. <laughs> or, just, or just an extreme cat lady. That's old lady fun fact right there <laughs> when you're pulling that out that you know that information. Um, so I got some hope in my heart because I'm walking around my neighborhood now, right? Astoria. Astoria, and I'm seeing a lot of like young, like young white kids in the neighborhood now. Like before, it was all like kind of, there were a lot of like beautiful, beautiful women, but no one I could ever pick up. Uh-huh. Just, I'm, I'm not going to forge bonds with some hot Puerto Rican chick. All right. Like as, as attractive as they might be or some hot Greek chick, it's never going to happen. But like the other day, and I'm just seeing like young 20 year olds the other day, I saw like this chubby 22 year old on roller skates. I'm like, that's, that's something I can go that's hunt your for. level. Yeah, exactly. I'm like, I'm getting back in shape. This is, we got some prospects out here. This is <laughs> well, stuff I can hunt. That's what we were trying to tell you during the winter months. I guess people just weren't readily outside Oh, that they as weren't much. coming out of their homes, but they're there. Or that you weren't necessarily, but that's true. I don't leave my apartment all that exactly, much. You could so. have Either of those two things happening at any at any oh, given for time, sure. right? Oh, that's so funny that you say that. Oh my God, you're blowing my mind. Well, that's what, I just what happens. Pe- People come out during when the. Can I tell you what nicer. I just pieced together? I keep weird hours. I don't have a day job now, so I'm out like during more normal hours in my neighborhood. I literally thought in a two week stretch my entire neighborhood changed. I've changed. I'm outside <laughs> at different hours. <laughs> you're just seeing. Things I literally that I- asked my roommate the other day. I was like. Have you noticed like a complete shift in who's living around here? He's like, no. no. I'm like, are you idiot. kidding me? I'm seeing all these people. I'm like, I think I could pick that chick up. And he's like, I don't know what you're talking about, <laughs> but it sounds racist. Because you're at work from, <laughs> from 8 to 6. Yeah. Beforehand. Oh, that's so funny. I literally. So you saw a story from 7 a.m. to 8 a.m. and 7 p.m. The degree of how stupid I am is unbelievable. Yeah, well, so today, by the way, don't ever underestimate. Don't it. ever underestimate my own stupidity. Um, I was out in by 14th Street today. I'm walking down the street, and we're there shifted are, to Manhattan now, right? Yeah, we're shifting okay. to Manhattan. I'm walking to 14th Street today, and there are like a hundred cops like lined up with their bicycles. Next street, lined up with scooters. Next street, it's all these cop cars parade. No, so there was um 
every different group showed up with like their signs of like our group matters, our group like Armenians matter, Black Lives, Black chicks, Black chicks with one legs. Like every group you can think uh-huh. of was out there with the sign "Our group matters." And I guess they were doing some sort of. A march, but at first I didn't know what was going on. You're like, oh shit, am I about to like walk into a war zone? What the fuck? It looked like the cops were uh-huh. just like ready to hop in there and break shit up. I telling you, I tell you, Yelson. What group did you group? I tell join? you, I'm standing there, I'm gazing out at the scene, and I met myself from the future. Oh, this is fantastic. This guy walks up to me, right? But hold on, wait. Yeah. Was he part of the group or he's no, just no. a random guy? Random guy okay. walks up to me and he 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 he's a little bit crazy but he sounds kind of intelligent and he's also a little bit in my space and first thing you're wondering is like is this guy homeless now it happens to be i've become a lot more do we have to be worried about the cat making no. on for anything no. i've become a lot more tolerable of like i guess the concept of that normal people can be homeless because i've just had two comedians on my podcast who had a stretch of homelessness right. but now i have a friend who, this is hilarious, I have a friend who's sleeping in a car around the corner from me. Not like I met the guy sleeping in a car. A friend of mine happens to be working on a job in Queens, and his spot is sleeping, and we, we put this together. He came over to my apartment. We're hanging out, and the other day he goes, I can't believe- He needed believe- a bathroom. Yeah, basically. We're not really friends. He just needed my bathroom. <laughs> He's using me for, for the facilities. Yes. So he goes to me, he goes, I can't believe we've been neighbors this whole time, and I said- <laughs> I can't believe that's the way you're describing the situation. <laughs> I can't believe you're using that term. So <laughs> fucking homeless. <laughs> so amongst these couple experiences, that happens to be a really smart kid. So amongst these experiences, I'm kind of like a little more tolerable of like, oh, I guess you can actually be homeless and like a smart and, dude so, and be a neighbor. So this guy's a little bit in my space, but he he's talking pretty intelligently. And I actually I was trying to like film the parade. I'm gonna play a quick second. I think you can kind of hear him talking, so you can get a little bit of a vibe for this guy. He was talking about. About how to him this he's is seeing, you from the future this is me from the future he's talking about how he's seeing cultural yeah. shifts that are making him a little bit like um nervous he's thinking about moving back to canada because when you see he's like um he was like new york is high wired and when you're seeing like anger spewing he thinks it's going to spill over like there's a trend going on here he doesn't like the trend how uh, old is this guy i'm gonna say Roughly. 50 but okay. he looked younger but on the same note, he could have actually been younger and just not aging well, kind of thing. But let's let's see if I, I think so. We anywhere can, between forty and sixty, essentially. The answer to the question is basically I have no idea. But let's let's see if we can hear a, l- a little bit of him talking. Oh shit! I gotta make this louder. Okay, so here's the deal with this guy. So he's telling me about his theory about how, like, things are kind of going to shit. So first, I'm just trying to figure out, like, if he's homeless or not. So I'm like, hey, man, what, what's your name? And he goes, Robert. No, yes. Right? <laughs> I swear. He goes, Robert. And I look at him. He goes, let me guess. You're about to tell me that's your name, too. I was like, yeah. He's like, yeah, I could just tell. We're like, and I'm like, cool, man. I was like, well, what do you do? He's like, well, I'm a music teacher, and I'm also in a Grateful Dead cover band. <laughs> and I'm like, no way. I'm like, a, I'm like a giant deadhead. And then I even looked at him. I was like, are you like me from the future or something? And he said and yes. Like, and he's like, yeah, dude. He's a Jewish <laughs> guy from Montreal, Bar Mitzvah. We're talking for a couple minutes. He's just like pleasant company. And I was like, dude, me, me and this guy are going to chill. This is like, this is unbelievable. I don't think I'm actually going to see him again. I think he was actually me from number? the future. Um, he gave me his band's like Facebook page. Maybe I'll go All to right, one of their gigs. There we go. But then another part of my brain is like, how come 
this never happens with me and women. Like, how come I never have this moment? You meet some chick, and you're like, you're it's so on every, the same page. And everything you're like, is perfect. Holy shit! But it seems to keep happening with dudes, where it's almost like, fuck, do I have to sleep with this guy? This seems like a match made from heaven. Like, it seems like God's just throwing me a bone here, and I'm just, I'm shooting for the wrong team. And I'm not, I'm not even, I'm not even gonna, you know, ask him out on a date. Right. Yeah. Okay. So, um. I'm gonna be. I've had a, a bit of a rough month, and um, that's because sounds, sounds like it's been what, great. Well, these two things. I'm, I'm I'm seeing a lot of chicks who I've yet to pick any up, but there are some chubby ladies on roller skates, so that's promising. Okay. I got this new Grateful Dead guy who kind of smart, might be homeless, could become my new best friend, my mentor. Could, could be a guest on the podcast. I was thinking. Road. I was thinking about having him on. He's he's got some loony. We should have him on. Why not? Me from the future. That could become a segment. We could play ghost noises behind him the entire time. It could be interesting. Or we could just interview the guy. Right. So what I discovered is um, I got a new job and I'm working from home. And what I realized is I, I really, this is not podcast conversation, but fuck it. What's great about being in an office is you can get really frustrated, but you can't jerk off there. <laughs> All right. <laughs> and when you're at home, <laughs> the second something gets frustrating, it's really easy to just be like, fuck it, and then feel bad about yourself and go eat some cookies, and then feel worse about yourself and, and then basically just over. call it a day, <laughs> and then have an entire week of that and go, oh my God, I'm going to starve to death. I get paid on commission, and then wake up the next day and go, okay, I'm not doing anything till I get this work done, and just really have that spiral out of control. Wow. And you haven't even been on the job that long. That long. I know. Well, I think, I, I think I've caught myself, but it, it's a bit of a problem but anyways you've caught yourself no i've caught up to myself like i figured out how to kind of get around this issue you've caught yourself yeah sure i if you want to make i've already said jerk off um so okay. no reason for the the subtle puns here hope mom's not listening uh <laughs> anyways no but one of the things that was great there were two things that were really great about my last job in terms of being productive the first is you could show up in the worst mood just the worst fucking mood but at some point, you had to get on the phone, and you would get on the phone, and the person on the other side of the phone would treat you like shit, right? Because you're cold calling. You're cold calling people in the middle of their day. Mm-hmm. You cold call the first guy, and he'd be like, go fuck yourself. I don't need any marketing. Next guy, I told your company not to call us. He'd be like, you look at your manager like, why am I calling this guy? He told us not to call us, right? Next guy would be like, <laughs> you stink. You turn to the person next to hey, do I smell? You get to the fourth person. He'd say, go fuck yourself, and then you would turn on. You know what I mean? You'd be like, yeah. fuck these fucking people. I'm going to get the next person to buy my fucking product. They can go fuck themselves. And it's like that abuse kind of made you click in where all of a sudden you were, it, it, you clicked you in, it got you motivated because you were like, fuck these people. Mm-hmm. You had some good spite energy, right? Right. The other way I had spite energy, and I have this in my apartment now, like, I mean, my room looks like someone died in it. looks like an episode of Hoarders. No, that's- An understatement? That's, well, that's like- or just an accurate your, description. No, that, no, that's putting your room in like a good good regard, <laughs> high regard. Um, yeah, it looks. But every day, I do the fuck. dishes in my apartment around four thirty, and the, the reason, ones in in the kitchen. Yeah, or the, the one ones in the kitchen. I mean, the strewn two, about your room. <laughs> both, both. Okay. I'll carry them out. Um, I actually, I'll take the clean ones out of the cupboard. It just makes me feel good to reclean them. <laughs> no, it's usually my mess over the course of the day. But uh-huh. before my room gets back, I'll clean it because. Oh. I get so annoyed by someone telling me what to do, I'm just going to take care of it first. Like, it, infu- it, it infuriates me if he has to go, hey, you left dishes in here and I have to clean. That makes... It was the same thing with having a manager at work. I made sales because... To spite them. To spite oh, her. Man, you, that I'd like, be that angry if she had to come over to me and be like, hey, your numbers aren't great. Like, uh-huh. I can't stand having a person tell me what to do, then I'm just going to do it first. That, that is you. Yes. That's very me as a human yeah. being. But you leave it just to me. 
alone in an apartment. I mean, you know, YouTube legitimately has ruined my life. Oh, because that's too bad. YouTube is ADD heaven. Like, what happens is I'll go to YouTube because I, I like I can't get work done without music. And you don't need to explain it. Just and then it's over. Then your yes, day's over. Because I'll go to YouTube. <laughs> I want to like be like, hey, let me just put on like a Grateful Dead album. I'm gonna listen to that, and then like right there will go. Joe Rogan talks about banana and his asshole. Right? I mean, that's not a real thing. But I'll go, yeah, I gotta listen but, to Joe Rogan and banana and his asshole. Of course, it's then only five minutes. Then, then the next it, one's forty five minutes. It's not just five and forty five minutes. They're pulling highlights. Like this past week, I was watching Curb Your Enthusiasm highlights. Oh, it's yeah. so ADD friendly because I don't even have to watch the whole episode people have hand selected the best scenes of these shows oh, yeah. so you just capture the best moments and the second you're about to turn it off they make another recommendation the uh-huh. recommendations are better and better and better it's like Jackass does not compare to just clips of people getting kicked in. like YouTube is just a better version of anything you would have ever seen on television yes. for example like I fucking love UFC but UFC is not entertaining as two people who don't know how to fight fighting <laughs> like you know what I mean right and if the, and if there's like a super cut of right. the best top 20 UFC. I don't know. I don't know what the fuck this means, but the top 20 UFC knockouts of 2014, whatever, it, you know, is that something? I'm sure yeah. that's something. Yeah, 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 you can just watch the yeah. highlights of it. Absolutely. So, I mean, here's the honest story with work. I'm actually, I'm, I'm doing a pretty good job I for myself. I just like. I like to be good at my job, so I'd like to be really disciplined in getting X amount of hours in every day uh, to be good at your job. No, that's such an interesting (laughs) thought of yours. What, that (laughs) That I'd like to be good at my job? Isn't that most people? Like... Um, are no, you I just wrapping your head around that No, I think some people will try and get away with the minimum of what they can do. I'm, like, a little bit competitive. I I like to know, like, I'm doing well for the company I'm working at. I'm providing value. Also, I get paid off commission, so I just like making sales Obviously. and stuff. Um, but I will say, I like amidst all my comedy projects, it gets a little easy to be like, oh, I got my podcast now. I got to get this ed- like thing and then not getting into a good rhythm. So I'm kind of putting newsroom on pause. But then what's ironic is I literally left my last job so I'd have more time to do comedy. And now just because I have no time management, I'm like, oh, I got to kind of put comedy on pause so I have this job figured out. I don't know. I, I don't know. Like, I got to, I need someone else's brain <laughs> i think that's what i'm saying um here's another thing I, I'm, I'm just gonna I'm, I'm venting right now this is fucking making me furious this is kind okay. of funny to me though i've been trying to keep in shape that's like a big thing i've been doing for a while i'm just trying what's to exercise like? what what's keeping in like? shape yeah. i recommend it i i gotta tell you of all the th- it, it just helps me stay positive get work done be productive it really gives me a lot of balance in life it, it releases feel-good chemicals in your brain it just makes you kind of feel good and it just makes you kind of tap into that competitive thing mm-hmm. of you're like well I'm the, I'm the fucking man i'm gonna get shit done today versus like uh, just that kind of brain fog nonsense right so i tore my titty earlier in the year right we've heard yeah i think i've spoken about that yeah. and i tore my titty i used to be a big runner and my knees bothered me so i kind of switched over to try and work out the upper body a little bit then i got this job i didn't really have as much time for the gym i was just doing too much pull-ups pull-ups and push-ups in the office like a fucking maniac tore my titty right so then i switched to trying to go back to running kicking the heavy bag just like kicks only because i can't use the upper body and then i bought a stationary bike so that i would start like just not taking the subway and biking where's that i have it in my apartment it's not a stationary bike i mean it's like a ro- like a just a one one speed bicycle i've been biking around oh. Manhattan, right oh i thought it was like a, a bike that is took over a corner of your room. <laughs> no, no, no. That would be crazy. There's no room yeah. in my... I'd have to get rid of my bed. <laughs> Anyways, from riding that, my back is in so much pain, it's worse than the titty, my upper like left shoulder, okay? Mm-hmm. So 
I mean, I, I feel like a little defeated. Like, I'm just keep trying, like, new things to exercise, be healthy and positive. Keep fucking... Anyways, I think my problem is I just have a mattress on the floor, which I like. I like having just a mattress on the floor. I like keeping it simple, feeling like a rugged dude, right? But it's destroying your back and No, everything. I sleep on my stomach. I think I've been twisting my, like, neck. So if I try and exercise on top of, like, the fact that I'm in a bad sleep position all night, I think I'm, I'm injuring myself. I think that's what's going on. But what's funny to me is, like, I have so many bad habits during the day that I'm trying to fix. The fact that I can't just go to sleep and be done trying to fix bad habits is insane. To me. Like, I have to sleep the position I fucking sleep in. I have more... Like, I can't just go to bed at night. I have another thing I have to fucking work yeah, on. You have to, like, be creative on yeah. your sleeping. Well, firstly, I think I... I it, this also just, like, I don't know. You kind of, like... I, I also think I need to actually buy, like, a good, like, office chair to sit in as opposed to... My, like I was reading up online if you don't have arm things you're putting a lot of pressure like in other words if you're sitting at your desk all day and you don't have actual arm like arm things to support your arms you put a lot of pressure on the area that's kind of bothering me but it blows my mind that as a 27 year old who works out if I don't have a comfortable office chair and a formal bed I'm fucked. walking around in pain I'm like I'm not more rugged than that I'm like yeah I, I definitely I feel that in a, a little bit of the sense where it's just bugging my ego yeah. like are, are you for real that's how much of a fucking human I am. Like, I can't just have my mattress on the floor and sit in a shitty chair and get away. And like, Not I have to give more. I have to put this much thought into. Just the not even like extra yeah. parts of. No, I'm thinking day. like I have to be a person who starts concentrating on his posture and sleeping. And you're like, how much fucking discipline? I'm not a disciplined person. How much discipline do I have to introduce to not be myself in life to be able to live a functional life? That, uh-huh. that kind of blows my mind. Right. I, I'm yeah. first thinking about this today. I'm very mad. Yeah, that. that <laughs> but would with this porch hanging Oban in my, does that make for very boring content? That complaint from me just now. No. This oh, is, okay. This has been perfect. Just don't overthink it. Don't talk what? about the content either. All right. Just run with it. Run your mouth. There you go. Um, next up is run your this mouth. made the news um, last week, and now I don't think I th- we might have to go inside to play all this. I literally spent. Oh, it just died. No, it's not dying, but it's loading, which makes me think maybe the other one's loaded up. No, Ugh. what do you want to do? You want to just do the episode? I don't want to go inside. You want to just do the episodes without the clips? <laughs> Why it's not? It's yeah, it's not. We can't be outside and pick up your internet. I guess. Wait, let me let me double try on the internet. Maybe we could pick it up. Technical issues. I feel like it's too pleasant outside to go oh, inside. It's perfect out here. But then on the other note. I did find all these clips. <laughs> Spent How many clips hour. are we talking? I had one, two, three. You're actually four, productive with your five, you, with your six. YouTubing for once. <laughs> I had six clips. That takes some real production value <laughs> to load up six clips to the exact second that you needed them. Um, but I guess whatever. What's your vote? I, I say fuck the clips. All right, fuck the clips. So the first clip need, I wanted... We need to jump into them. The first clip I wanted to pull up... I'll just tell everyone. If they're curious, they can look it up themselves. You know, it's an interactive podcast. Um, interactive? <laughs> how in the fuck is it interactive? Because you can sit at your computer, pull up the exact thing that I'm referencing. Oh, God. That, that that's is, not interactive that or fun? anti-interactive. You mean you, people need it all on the plate ready to go for them? Oh, yeah. If you have to do work listening to... It's like them. a puzzle. You get to assemble it yourself. <laughs> for added enjoyment. I thought you were going to say the the interaction was was that you would call people that 
Oh, I'll call people, but Hector, our he first trial run after one call had enough of us. So <laughs> you can, it's interactive. My in heart sense. can't handle that you right can, now. And the only fan doesn't want to hear from me. And give them the YouTube URLs. <laughs> oh, you can call in and I'll tell you where you can find it. No, that that would be that would be too much. I'm too a little much. disappointed by this, but anyways, okay. First one is in. nah, we, it's fine. DNC DNC chair Tom Perez. Um, so he took over for Debbie Wasserman Schultz, and there was footage of him. Basically, he's at this rally, and he's just cursing his face off. He goes, they're lying to us. This new health care is shit. Like, he's really just throwing foul language, and they were giving him shit for it because there were, like, kids in the audience. Why are there still rallies? Why are there still rallies? Because um, people like to feel like they're doing something important. Firstly, from the... It's like an added value thing. That if you're a Democrat, you're doing a rally. You get to interact directly with your fan base, right? You get to make them feel special that they're coming out supporting their cause. And then you, you, you get the voter support. And on their end, they feel like they're showing up and supporting something they care about. All right. I don't know. I'm, I don't think I'm sold. I feel like rally should only be allowed in the, like, six months prior or one to an year election? prior. Yeah, some shit like that. I almost feel like it's like a fan rally for, like, you would go to a Cardinals fan rally if it existed, like, before the playoffs. Yeah, before the playoffs. Because it's fun. It's something you care about. You're showing up to support. Yeah, this is the same. But but that's only, I wouldn't go for, to a rally for week five, regular season game. Okay, yeah, if it's a playoff rally, like, if it was an election rally, but... I feel this like it's almost like a fundraising happened. thing. The DNC chair is coming to your town. He's going to discuss the problems with the Republican Party and trying to get health care reform. Come out. And then everyone gets to show up and feel like they've done something to... Yeah. All right. I don't think it does anything, but I think people feel good about it, I guess. Okay. okay. So just constant rallies. Rallies all the time. Well, I, I think there's an in-between. Constant seems like... It's a constant a stream. Much. Oh, you mean the amount of rallies that are going oh, on? Oh, yeah. There's, I guess I don't there's pay no that end much, point. Pay that much attention to. I personally don't pay that much. As I'm bringing one up, I don't pay that much attention to it. <laughs> yeah, is, you're leading with this. Right. But, but what's but your t- what's your take on the on the foul language from the guy? I have, I don't know. Go ahead, foul language. I mean, he's the head of the party. He's trying to talk about political reform. And what type of what type of foul language are we talking about here? I don't think he was dropping the f bomb, but he definitely said shit a couple times. Like this is bullshit. That shit. If if it's used like sparingly, like to really drive home a point, I'm good with it. But right. If he's just tossing them around willy nilly, rally style, I don't know. That's you feel like you can could have a little bit more. You can tact. get sucked into the moment. I like it because if that's going to be political speeches, I feel like I can become a political speech writer. Like <laughs> that's quite a change from like the best the, writers in the world the, the crafting these unbelievable words. I will say there was a, this uh, Jewish thing from uh, Rebbe Nachman that I thought was wise uh-huh. where he said that, and I don't know what foul language existed in Poland when he was alive, but oh, he there's said probably some good stuff back then. He said foul language. And I, by the way, I, I curse like a fucking trucker. Um, but he said, foul language makes you haughty. And I agree with that because when you say like, hey, this is fucking wrong, you don't really need to articulate anything. You know what I mean? You already drove it home. You already drove it home. So it allows you to not really use your brain and like really feel like you're right, which I, I do kind of see how that makes you haughty. But the the other thing which is um, kind of interesting to me is I, I do think 
politicians can set a better precedent where like they're supposed to be maybe a little bit more dignified or i mean i personally like when i work in offices if fucking politicians are using the f word then i can sit in my cubicle and use the f word that's the way i operate my life great also you're interacting with the common man so i guess in some ways it has to be that they're kind of like a mirror reflection of who we are as people like in other words he needs to get elected and he needs his job so it if the way he kept his job was by being really dignified, smart, and that's what we're going to listen to, then he would do that. The fact that he can get in front of a crowd of people and go, Trump's a piece of shit, and the crowd's going to go, yeah. I th- so I- he's kind of just placating the crowd. But I think, I'll tell you what I think this is. I think that if this guy's leading the DNC, he this is very reactionary and not kind of like pro like. They're they're reacting to what worked for Trump and those and you know right. But I'm saying the fact that it works is a bad reflection on our culture as a whole. And so what's interesting, I think a lot of what we're seeing, but the game's changed. The game has changed, but I think um, a lot. Like I, I, I've been reading this book. um, It's right in my bag, right there. This how late I am right now. I'm not even gonna look in the bag to tell you. We're not going to move for Wi-Fi. We're not going to grab uh, grab books that are literally two feet away. That's how much we care about our audience, (laughs) and that's how that's how much. Yeah, as you said, the culture has changed. Okay, it's called the uh, the well tuned brain. Um, But one of the things he said, which I thought was really interesting, he said, "You look at like the um, the the Wall Street." what happened in 2007 with the subprime mortgage crisis and as angry as we were all with the bankers. So his argument was we're all kind of at fault because we have a culture where the hierarchy of the culture is having a money grab. We, no one in the culture cares about their fellow man. The people that like, we don't celebrate like a mother Teresa. We don't celebrate if culturally we celebrated people who were helping other people. We celebrated charity. We celebrated the dad who's doing a good job raising his kids as opposed to the Kim Kardashians and the people who are making money. Yeah, then the three park a day dad. Right, exactly. If that was what was celebrated in the world, then you'd have more people with three. Everyone likes to feel like a hero. Right. If you walked around and people applauded everywhere you walked and they were trying to if take I had, pictures. If I had like a banner, three park a day, three park right. Sunday dad. And yeah, then I'd feel pretty good about myself. Now, I don't know how you change what the culture is, like how we change... I, I, like, I don't know, it's like a chicken and the egg thing. Do the politicians hold themselves to a higher standard to try and raise us up with them? Or, I, I don't know what it is. But I, I'll tell you that I remember once I was, oh, in Providence. I'm not a mall guy. Are you guy, Are you a mall guy at all? Mm, not really. I was at the mall in Providence. It was gigantic. And first thing, I kind of felt uncomfortable. But to me, it was like, it was gross that, like, shopping is that important to people. Like, even if you go to Rome, like, they have the Colosseum with, like, gladiators. Not that that was, like... A, a, such a great part of their culture they're fucking enslaving people to uh-huh. fight each other but it's like the, the town hall our culture center is a place where you can shop and hang out and shop and eat food and the buildings are just so gigantic that it's right. like the fact that we've constructed society in a way where this is like the most important thing this is what you come into the center of town to do so you can buy shit and bring it to your house that's on all of us yeah all right, moving on. But <laughs> yeah, no, no. If you got something, go for it. No, I, I think that it just kind of grown to that point, right? Where like have everything in one one place as opposed to, you know, I don't know, a bunch of different little stores where it's just inconvenient to have to get to every single one. Where it's like, okay, I could just get you know 
not that like everything you need, but like I could go someplace and know that every possibility is there. Right. Does but it has sense? to be that shopping is a fun activity to you that you're like that, that that's something you'll make a day out of. Right. As opposed to I don't know anything else taking a walk what's in another, the woods. What's what's a another huge f- Sporting like, events. Yeah, I was going to say a football stadium is another huge edifice. Right. The, those are built that... Edifice is a great word. That match the size of, like, malls and shit like that. Right. Um, so next is a lot <laughs> of talk... It back to the gladiator. <laughs> next is a lot of talk about um, North Korea, right? So one article I read um, was talking about how King Jong-un is starting to get very paranoid. And now, what I'm... What's up? Howdy peeking when i get paranoid i eat i eat too much junk food i watch too much youtube that's what i'm doing when i'm on edge what do you think king jong-un is doing to blow off some steam oh, i don't want to know you want to weigh on this that's no, bounce uh, god i don't know does he, does he have like now i'll tell you a fun fact to just fire shit off yeah, I don't. It maybe just murders like people. Kinda... I don't know. I, here's a fun fact about Hitler. I got this giant book in my room. It's like a thousand page biography on Hitler, right? Wonderful. And the reason I bought it was I was at some store and I just thought it was hilarious that there was this big, big of a book about Hitler. And it wasn't just a big book about Hitler. There were like fun facts in the back. Like as a boy, Hitler was in the choir. Hitler's favorite bubblegum flavor was cherry, uh-huh. and it was so humanizing. Like it, it was, it was comedic to me that I was like, I gotta buy this. Every once in a while, when I'm back in my house, I'll read it. So I was reading the chapters about the end of the war and i guess you would think of hitler as like this really strong-willed dude had a wrong vision but had his vision for the world and he's very confident he's like we're fucking going to russia we're going to take the capital we're going to exterminate he's just making decisions left and right and standing by it the reality is he was such like a nervous wreck the guy is spending the entire war in the bathroom making diarrhea stomach is completely fucked up Doctors are coming in there and they're just hyping him up with amphetamines so that he can kind of like pretend as if Put he's a normal a person. Face. Exactly. Ugh. That guy was a nervous wreck sitting in a bathroom making diarrhea. That's what was really going on with Hitler. I don't know what that has to do with King Jong-un, but a lot of talk about going to war with shit. a lot of talk about going to war with North Korea. I did a shit ton of reading about what a war with North Korea would look like, and I'm gonna lay it on you. All right? All right let's hear. So, a lot of talk in the news, similar to what you saw prior to, like, Afghanistan and Iraq, of, listen, take care of it, no problem. We're fucking America. We're number one. No problem. We got this. And the big claim is that they have no air force, so our air force could just go in there, basically blast apart wherever they have missiles. We'll take them out, no problem. Now, I did a lot of research, and what it appears to me is that that's not true. They don't have a air force but what they do have is a lot of ground to air missiles and so that essentially neutralizes our um our air force right then they also have mortars set up facing seoul seoul is like the biggest city in south korea that like the second we declare war on them they're gonna fucking rain down missiles on seoul you're gonna have a lot of civilians dead then they also have underground tunnels going into south korea and they have sleeper cells, like like terrorists. They have sleeper cells within South Korea. So right they away, ton of damage to South Korea. South Korea's going to get fucked up, right? Now, here's, what, here's the craziest thing. Our military, I think, fact check me. If you're at home and you're playing along and you're looking up the YouTube things that I'm quoting to you, <laughs> look this up. I, I looked it up the other night. I think our military is 1.7 million people, right? Mm-hmm. The North Korean military is 2 million. However... 
Is how, that the whole country? Is that ninety-eight no, uh, percent? I'm not sure. I'm, I'm not. I'm not. I'm not sure how large their country is. But I was looking up the military. However, everyone who's been in the country has been through their military, so they have reserves as many as nine million. So the biggest asset of their military is it's their just people, their humans. right? Their people will never invade the U.S. They have no way to get to the U.S. The only way that that becomes a factor is if we show up at their doorpost. If we show up at the doorpost, I think they might have the longest, the largest infantry. I mean, no, China's probably pro- probably has a larger army, I would assume, but they have a giant fucking army, right? Then, once we show up there, they don't have. They actually, at the moment, they don't have nuclear capability to reach us here. But once we show up there. They know that we're not going to nuke them with our own soldiers on the ground. So now suddenly they can use their nukes to hit South Korea and Japan because they don't have to be concerned about retaliation. Mm -hmm. So in other words, the dumbest thing you can do is actually show up there and fight them. Right. But can you... So they've kind of like... They have a smart defense strategy. Well, it's it's more of a... Oh, yeah, defense. It's like... they're kind of sitting back in like a, a zone defense. Yeah, they know that like, they're they're not gonna, they're not gonna take any risks risks and like, you know, attack anything. But you it's know, not, it's not a quick swift war. Now here's something else that's interesting. I would think that if we teamed up with China, we just say, like, you don't just do it as the U.S. You get all the major countries to go listen. These people are crazy. We don't want them to have a nuclear bomb. We're going in there. And we're going to set an example that if the major countries of the world tell you you can't have a nuclear bomb, that means if you go ahead and get a nuclear bomb, we're showing up in there and we're taking over your fucking country. So that everyone, you said it, you said an example. If we tell you're not getting a nuclear bomb, that means you're not getting a nuclear bomb, right? The can't US, the U.S. like yeah. set up camp in South Korea or Japan? I don't what know do you mean? Logistically, like they don't have to go into North Korea per se. They can't. They like. Well, if the, like idea is that w- if the idea is that we don't want them to have a nuke that can reach us and that we have to invade them, so yeah, we'd have to basically set up base in South Korea to, to mm-hmm. go into North Korea. I'm not sure if I followed your question there. Um, from what you were saying before, like actually going into the country, like, yeah. but so you'd you, have to go in there to get rid you of Can't accomplish their, all those things I don't think you can fighting just, from... No, I don't think you can just... Well, well, firstly, they have a submarine somewhere that's got nuclear capabilities... Um, but they think that we could track that down pretty quickly. I don't know that we could get rid of their nukes without actually invading the country. Okay. Um, I don't know much about... Yeah, no, as far as I understand, that's not a possibility. You can't just, like, go in there with our Raptor jets or whatever and fucking, like, blow up wherever their nukes are. Mm -hmm. I don't think that's an option, from what I understand. Um, But now this is the craziest part. Okay, firstly, just to kind of give you the geopolitics a little bit, we don't necessarily want china to go in there alone and create a nation state because china's trying to control all like the sea around there so that would give them more control of the region and like their kind of unwarranted sea claims and the u.s we have like a trillion dollars worth of business that flows through that area and so like that's like a big thing that with china they've been like putting up those islands and saying like trying to push how much that sea that they can claim here's the craziest thing about going to war with north korea and this is incredibly sad Let's say we took out King Jong-un and now we had control of that country. There's a $2 trillion humanitarian disaster of feeding the people who live there. So how does North Korea feed them? There's just rampant starvation. Oh. So how aren't they dying out? I mean, I guess 
I, I don't know. Maybe they actually do die out in large numbers, but if we were in control of the... Re- or also, it's like maybe there's some sort of an infrastructure of the government in terms of feeding people, but if we took over, that is just the cost because if we took over, it means like they'd be bombed to shit, so like there'd be no infrastructure for feeding people. We'd have to like be fucking flying in rice. I, I, I don't know, but that that's a sickening figure. Two trillion dollars, humanitarian disaster in terms of just feeding them. Okay. It's crazy. Yeah, that's... Most is uh, defense in and of itself. All right. Um, oh, you mean keeping his people so hungry? <laughs> oh no, I'm so, yeah, <laughs> and that if anyone came in to destroy them, like that they'd have that, to that's on take over bill. the problem. Um, okay. Next is Obama just gave a four hundred thousand dollars speech on Wall Street. Yeah. What's your take on that? Good for him. Why is that? I feel like once you're done being the president, it just you know. It's time for you to cash in. Oh, I feel like, to me, it, it completely cheapens his brand. Firstly, I think it looks bad for the Democratic Party, because he was kind of like, going into Trump, he was like a champion of the liberal the way, guy. the government's your friend, and then he shows up, he takes a $400,000 paycheck from Wall Street, it kind of reinforces the fact of, oh, who are they working for when they're in office? It sets a precedent, if, if you're in office and you play fair with Wall Street, you might get a big payday on the way out. To me, it just it cheapens his brand. If he ever wants to kind of make a statement in politics, imagine he makes a statement about why you're not he, working why, for the little guy. But Trump why gets does, up and goes, "Hey, you just you're like Hillary. You just took four hundred thousand dollars from those people." But why does he need to make any statements going forward? Because okay, well, to me, all right, fine. To me, if you're you're Obama and you really care about the nation, you care about the little guy, you care about the American people. You're a popular retired president, and you continue to be—you can continue to be a leader. In other words, he's not a leader to me. He doesn't represent anything to me, but he represents a lot to some people, and he can continue to talk to his agenda, which maybe you could argue is justice, fairness, healthcare for people who need it, social benefits for people who need it. He's a figurehead to people. Okay. He's not to me. I know I can see through all that as being bullshit, <laughs> but he can he could have and maybe he still can. He could have continued to have been a leader to these people and kind of a face of American freedom, justice, whatever the fuck positive word you want to use. And then he goes to Wall Street. He takes a four hundred thousand dollar paycheck. To me, that's just the end of his brand. That's it. You just cashed in. You're nothing. No, You're fucking bought out. Because he's going to be able. To, he's <laughs> the next. The next one's going to be five hundred thousand. What do you mean? So he's still going to make speech, more money yeah, off of it? I feel like, you know... I felt like he was just going to go for appearances. Uh, I was telling them why uh, <laughs> they need to start working for the little guy. Oh. And that's why I showed up there. Because uh, I thought I could get them to reform themselves and start paying for the health care of the people. <laughs> well, he needs to get paid. Come on. I think he's got plenty of... First, where did, did, where's it, where did it come from? You mean where's he getting money from? Where, where... Well, now we know where he's getting money from. Well, he just got paid for. I, if you're the ex president of the U.S., you have plenty of opportunities. Firstly, no, that's you, the whole thing. Your money comes in the form of just showing up to places. Yeah, but it doesn't have to. But, but what's what? You could go do give, anything. Give me another opportunity. Um, would, okay, that, fine, fine. I, I'll tell you another that, opportunity. That could. I will tell. Fine. Your entire career, you were a green energy guy. Why don't you go start a green energy company? If you're Obama, do you understand the amount of capital that you could raise for your company? Probably a lot. So why don't you? Why don't you become? Uh, if, if you believe that insurance, because he doesn't want to. Why don't you wor- run a nonprofit insurance company? Because he just worked. Like I feel like 
fine. He'd be First, done he, working. He was unbelievably well compensated for his work. He has a retirement package from being president. It's not like you leave the office and you go to being poor. You're compensated. No, yeah, but... He, he but, cannot work a but, day uh, in his life and he's fine. In a sense, but wouldn't... Wouldn't it be nice just showing up for one day and getting a four hundred or $500,000 check? Yeah, of course, it's nice, but that doesn't mean that if you stand for a higher good, that that's what you should be doing. It's up to you. Yeah, you could choose that. I, it's nice to have four hundred grand in my pocket, but I think it's more nefarious than that. I don't think you just show up and hang out with the Wall Street guys and take four hundred grand. I think that then becomes a social circle. That that yeah. shows that's who you want to hang out with. That's who you care about. That's who that's who you're really working for. So I want to read. Um, it's a little. I mean, it's two paragraphs. This was from. So it's so funny. I fucking hate the Wash Post, but when they rip on Obama, I love it. <laughs> like mm-hmm. when they rip on Trump, I'm just like, hey, you guys are trash. This makes no sense. And then when they go after Obama, I don't know. Maybe that's on me. Maybe it's on them that like when they go after Obama. Maybe it's just a different way. I don't know. But I, I want to read this. They they pulled this from his book. Um, Still, I know that as a consequence of my fundraising, I become more like the wealthy donors I met in the very particular sense that I spent more and more of my time above the fray, outside of the world of immediate hunger, disappointment, fear. I just skipped to the next page. Um, Irrationality and the frequent hardship of the other 99% of the population. That is the people that I'd enter public life to serve. And in one fashion or another, I suspect this is true for every senator. The longer you are a senator, the narrower the scope of your interactions. You might fight it with town hall meetings and listening tours and stop by the old neighborhood. We are scared schedule dictates that you move in a different orbit from the most of the people you represent one more paragraph you on board Mm -hmm. and perhaps as the next race approaches a voice within tells you you don't have to go through all the misery raising all that money in small increments all over again you realize that you have no longer the um you no longer have the catch that you did as the upstart the fresh face you haven't changed washington you made a lot of people unhappy with difficult votes the path of least resistance of fundraising organized by the special interests, the corporate packs the top lobbying shots starts to look awfully tempting and if the opinions of these insiders don't quite jibe with those with those that you once held you learn to rationalize the changes as a matter of realism of compromise of learning the ropes I think one of the biggest problems in Washington, and this is going to bring us a little bit to the Federal Reserve, is that once you're there, you're interacting with the elite. Whoever you're hanging out with, that's who you want to make happy. And so you just kind of take their point of view. For example, when I was working at my last job, I needed to make sales. And if I got, I could be totally in the wrong, but if I'm a complete prick to a contractor and I hang up the phone, you know who I'm sitting next to? I'm sitting next to my manager. I'm sitting next to the two people I make money for. I'm taking, like, we're in our own little bubble of mm-hmm. we're taking those people's money. If I'm not taking those people's money, I'm fucking up because this is the family unit that I'm around. Right. I'm not taking that guy's. It's the same thing with these politicians. It's a little bit of an us and them. And when you're hanging out with all the bankers, you're going to push the initiative that when you show up to the social club on the weekend, you're a hero there because that's who you're hanging out with. Bernanke, this just came up. He just took some major job at um, at like uh, Wall Street. I wish I had that article in front of me, but I read this about the Federal Reserve and it kind of blew my mind. The Federal Reserve, for the most part, they take a very – their goal is like 2% inflation. Like if the economy starts ramping up, we start seeing a lot of inflation, Gotta they're immediately going to step in and they're going to cool the economy. Now, they have a position, essentially. Firstly, who benefits the most from keeping us from having inflation? Anyone with money. If you have money, you don't want your money to be worth less money, right? Then the other thing is when they have an anti-inflation stance, so they also want to keep a portion of the population unemployed. Because if you have full employment, that's when we can start demanding higher wages. And it's inefficient. 
No, it's not that it's inefficient. If everyone starts demanding higher wages, right, because we all have jobs, so it's easy. We're now in demand from companies. Companies have to pay for oh, okay. higher prices for wage wages. So what you have is the Federal Reserve is kind of representing those with companies and money because people who have money, they don't want their money to be worth less, and people who have companies don't want to have to pay their employees more. Mm-hmm. And now the Federal Reserve, firstly, they're owned by banks, and if you're working at the Federal Reserve, the people you're hanging out with are the people who are fucking at banks in Washingtons and all the people that have money. It's bad. I mean, there's nothing I could say, but it's just bad. It's like that's it's that's the heart of the corruption of government. It's already... What you're saying is like it's rigged in a sense where it goes back to the it goes back to the cultural thing that if there was a culture of where there was some real reward and you were considered a hero because you were doing the right thing, if there was some sort of intelligence, political philosophy, integrity, these people would represent better things. But since there isn't, we got this consumerism economy. Everyone just wants to grab what they can. That's what the politicians are too, I guess. I, I don't know. Yeah, it, and, uh, people are people. People are going to do... I, I take this... This is my kind of my guy when it comes to political science. And now I'm forgetting his name. Unfucking believable the way... <laughs> He's your guy. He was the guy who wrote um, The Dictator's Handbook. He's from NYU, and I can't remember his fucking name. But whatever people's incentives are, that's what they're going to do. So if politicians have an incentive, like they're not interacting with the mere you or the people whose lives they actually affect, and they kind of get away with representing the interest of Wall Street, and that's who they hang out with, and they continue to get payouts, that's what they're going to do. And that's just... All right, moving on. Yeah. Um, Bill O'Reilly, so he got fired. I can't. I don't have any of the clips to pull up, but he gave like a brief mention to why he got fired, and he's like, well, I don't want to be calling any attention to this. It's like... Dude, you just start a podcast. You can give your point of view. Why don't you tell us your side of the story? He started a podcast? He started a podcast, yeah. Um, I think what's going to come out, I, I think, this is just my call, He, I think it's going to be a situation where he actually didn't do anything illegal, but he's got some really weird sexual shit about him, and for being a conservative talk show guy, it's mm-hmm. embarrassing. Or it just anti his brand. Yeah, it's just weird. It's just like it, it, nothing illegal. Maybe these women after the fact were like, that was really weird, and then they went after him with the lawsuit, but it was actually... I I mean, I can't sell it. If There was something creepy and non-consensual, but I think it was probably consensual and just really fucking weird, and that's why Fox was just... They're like, we can't have this get out there. This is like... This is some really weird shit. Uh Uh-huh. All right. Um... Oh, now, the old boss, Roger Ailes, he was the guy he used to own Fox, and he got in trouble. So when Bill O'Reilly got fired, he's looking to buy a new TV station, (laughs) which would then be built around Bill O'Reilly again. It'd be like sexual harassment TV. Yeah. Um, (laughs) But what's crazy about that, if we now have like this far right wing, it's amazing the feedback loop that will exist, that literally everyone's just going to be watching this specific news channel that feeds them the exact point of view that they're looking for. Like, that's just such a weird... Catered. Yeah. Um, okay, next is, you're going to have to look this up on your own. Now we're fucking flying through this shit. Tucker Carlson took over. I want to just make two quick points about Tucker Carlson. Took over what? Um, I think he took over, what's his name? He took over Bill O'Reilly's oh, time okay. spot. Firstly, to me, he looks like Eric Idle doing a news anchor. Do you know who Eric Idle is? No. He Oh, he's one of the main guys from uh, Monty Python. Oh. You know him if you saw him. Okay. Then... To me, he does the most effective interview because he keeps like, 
acting so confused, people actually give their actual opinion. Go, what? I don't. Uh, the, the, what, what? What? What do you mean? Uh, the, the, and like, people almost get frustrated with how dumb he's coming off. That they're like, no, what I meant was this, and he gets the real information. The other it's thing like, he does. <laughs> the other thing he does, which is so insanely cartoonish, and this is the one to look up. Tucker Carlson shreds professor who wanted to vomit at, at soldier. <laughs> oh, okay. But he he'll talk to someone and I'll ask them like this backhanded question. So. Is your belief that you're a racist because you feel that black people should X? But like he'll proposition it like in a real and be like, no, I don't think people should be a racist. Uh, or I, I, I don't think it's like good for a person to be a racist. On the bottom of the screen, he'll say, uh, politician calls for racism. Like on the bottom of the screen, whatever like thing he's trying to push on the person, it will label him on the bottom of the screen as if that's the guy's label. And then every time he brings up a new negative standpoint, like on this guy, he's trying to tell him like he hates soldiers. Uh-huh. And, and like on the bottom of the screen, he goes, college professor who hates soldiers <laughs> says X. Like it's so, it's so cartoonishly like not, I don't know, not yeah. like the way news should operate. It's more, it's like parody. Or yes. Like, you yeah. would think it's, it, it's almost like the, the, Jane, you ignorant slut from uh, from SNL back with uh, um, all right Trump. He's coming in on a hundred days. First thing I watched, which was like also just fucking Looney Tunes, was Trump did an Easter celebration, okay. and he's standing on a porch like like ours, just a lot fancier because it's it's, it's, oh, it's, wow. it's at the White House, and he's got Melania, his little kid, in this thing that looks like the creepiest Easter bunny you've ever seen. Like, it looks like they just came out on the porch from having some really weird sexual orgy (laughs) that included this guy in a bunny costume, right? And then you got to look this up because this is clearly a rehearsed speech from Melania. She doesn't fucking speak English. Uh We have a chick in the White House as our... This is also the cultural reflection of, like, there's no dignity left. There's nothing. This is... I've heard people say like she's some Eastern European like like she she was actually a prostitute and hired like by I, I've heard that just from like fucking liberal whack jobs whatever uh-huh. it's insane to me that we have a first lady who doesn't speak English yeah could be problematic yeah that that's our country and it and he and while he's like hey you got to get out of here you dirty Mexicans because like that's insane like your wife does not is not like a native american civilian she married a wealthy dude because she's hot like that's your standard of why you should be allowed into the country there are people from other countries who are actually and think about this who are really smart who can't come work here and benefit our society because we, we need to protect american jobs yeah and then that. some hot chick who doesn't really speak our language that well who i don't know who or how you met that's a person who can be a citizen fuck you all right but anyways, I thought when they were making this whole stink about how he didn't get much done in his 100 days, I thought Spicer was going to get up and go, it hasn't been 100 days. <laughs> what the fuck are you talking about? It's been like 50. Plus, we didn't even get like our homework assignment on time. Obama, you've never seen someone leave the office so slow. 60 max. 60 maybe. 100. Who the f- you, that's fake news. 100 days. What the fuck are you talking about? 100 days. Like a Trump's like... You, it was an embarrassment. You've never seen someone leave the White House so slowly. He was quaking, screaming. It took us a week before we even got in there. You can't count that. All right, I think we can close on that last. You, you, any, uh, you any closing remarks here? <laughs> oh, that's that's a good thing to close what? that on. Yeah, well, go he, out on a high. The thing is, he, well, he probably could have said that, oh, but, well, he, 100 days, half of them were spent golfing. Half of, you know... It's hard, to quantify, shit. it's hard to quantify how much work 
is or isn't getting done if the guy's in Mar-a-Lago oh, versus probably doing, the White House. He's getting a lot of shit done there, probably. Now, I, what, what's because kind of... Because all of it is, right. is, you know, just... A lot of it is, you know, I don't know, deal-making, essentially. Well, I will say... And I'm it, sure he's it's doing some like shit sales. down there. If you're getting shit done, like... If, like it doesn't I matter sales, where you're getting right, it done. It doesn't yeah. matter where you... If you're not getting things done, we've all been at jobs where like you don't have that much work to do, but you have to sit at your cubicle. Yeah. So I think there's something to be said for we, if the country's not in a good shape and you didn't get your health care reform passed, you don't have your tax reform passed, even if like you could be more productive at Mar-a-Lago, or yeah. more li- there's something to be said for staying at the White House and go, I'm not going anywhere until we get this done. Right. Just because that's the way we all have to operate at our jobs is going, oh, I'm here, I'm working, I'm staying late. And so to be the most public profile job, even if that's the best way of getting business done, it'd be funny if you just turn like the front lawn into a putting green, you know? <laughs> Miniature golf on the hey, front just, lawn just of the so wall. Could, like, yeah. take, uh, you know, people out there to... Right. <laughs> How was this episode? Was this a little tired or you think we, we, did, a, we did a good? I li- Holy I like- shit. That cat scared the fuck out of me. <laughs> oh my God. Out of the corner of my eye, I literally thought I was seeing like the burning bush. Like I just saw like l- light. approaching it. Yeah. Whoa. Yeah. Fucking cat. Story of my life. All right. These days. Any final remarks? No, this, this is good. All right. Good feel. At least the atmosphere here. I like the outside. But I don't know uh, Except for people that passing by. That makes me a little self-conscious. Uh, don't worry about that. Alright. Which it? people pass by? We had a couple people. Oh really? Yeah. The you, neighbor. Oh, because you were you were facing me. You didn't see the neighbor. You didn't one see neighbor all the people giving me double looks like what the fuck did he just say? Oh like he like he was <laughs> announcing yeah, me like walking down at, the street. Looking at me disgusted. You should you should have cut into like and here's this person uh, right, walking right. their dog. <laughs> You're just to try and piss doing them the, off a little doing bit. Doing the play by play of, of people, your block like it's uh, a worthwhile play by play. All right, let's call it bud.